Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Don't confuse math anxiety with Discoculia. Go travel to experience Discoculia. Doing doubles. Parents can assess numeracy and spatial reasoning in early childhood. This is our podcast for week 11 of 2021. And welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of Disco Coolia Services, to help us review the links of this week. Welcome Dr. Schroeder. Yeah, always happy that you invite me back. Absolutely great. We have some nice links uh, that we want to go over with you. And the first one is about not confusing math anxiety and dyscalculia, but they're so closely linked, right? Yes or maybe no. Uh, Actually, the uh, confusion is uh, happening often. And people who have math anxiety, which is a psychological barrier to do the math caused by anxiety about the topic, do not necessarily uh, have a lack in their knowledge or skills. Okay. Sometimes people think that when you have math anxiety, you also have dyscalculia. Not necessarily so. It's a separate condition. That's interesting. And we should be treated separately also. Okay. I'm not saying that it never coincides, mm-hmm. but they are two different things and two different diagnoses. So, the University of Chicago has worked on some treatments for math anxiety, and others too. There are some things children can do, like write about their fears or do breathing exercises Mm -hmm. that uh, would um, not help them with their numeracy problem of dyscalculia. You don't start all of right. a sudden know the multiplication right. tables right. because you do But at least they get more relaxed. They get more relaxed, but they still don't know those multiplication tables. Well, if they have both uh, problems with math uh, content right. and with um, anxiety. Okay. So um, the other way around also, we can work on remediating dyscalculia but sometimes the math anxiety still remains and still continues to hamper their success in math. Um, and that would also need to be treated. So um, you can encourage students to ask questions so that they are not stuck with a question. Uh, play a lot of games. Right. And uh, obviously they need repeated positive reinforcement never shaming for not knowing a question and you if possible need to reduce peer pressure as much as possible but also there is some pressure sometimes from parents i know yes yes. so yeah uh the short is they are separate conditions that often are present present in the same student but need to be treated separately both with different approaches okay okay well um our next link suggests that we should travel to experience dyscalculia now that is a mystery to me yeah. you yeah. gotta explain me that I, I need to buy an airplane ticket to experience dyscalculia well you have to get out of the plane go to another country <laughs> where they let me let me explain this link here okay one of the speakers at the math conference 25 was Larissa Chen 
And she used this metaphor. It's really interesting. Here's what she said. Um, when we have foreign coins, we recognize them. But it takes effort to know which is which and to use them. This is how students can experience numbers at right. work. So well said. It's simple but clear. Very good comparison. And as someone who has done some traveling internationally, I can vividly remember how clumsy you can uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes be and how, how people look at you uh, when you try to pay in a restaurant or a shop with cash and not knowing uh, what the total is. So thank you, Larissa Chandel. Keep this metaphor in our thoughts. I love it. I love it. And yes, indeed. Yeah, I still have a wallet uh, with four zippers in there for four different currencies from the time we lived in Europe and when I was traveling. And you had to carry that every time when you were going uh, somewhere. Yeah, that's the time before Very the Euro. Yes, yes, definitely. Now, our next link is about doing doubles and we need to see what we can learn. But it is a video. So let's see if we can listen in for a bit, if we can get this working for us let me see Okay, okay. So what can we learn here? This is, uh, yeah, this is, it goes a little bit fast for me. Oh, well, this is a contribution from the Discoculia network from the UK. And yes, the lady speaks a bit fast, but her message is very clear. And she shows all those examples also. She makes the point that the vocabulary used with teaching doubles is important. And I really love that she says and instead of plus and she okay. doesn't really mind what you use for the counters um, as all as always it is not about the tool but about the talk and your hands-on experience and the child's hands-on experience and she goes in uh, good detail to explain exactly how you can work through this and uh, which nice tools you can use also she shows a spinner she uses and she emphasizes to uh, keep it fun so um, another thing that she mentioned here is she says please stick to the pace the child can manage so a great and clear video short and concise and very uh, very good definitely and so you know so just go to our, our website uh, discoculiaheadlines.com and you see the uh, the video and then uh, and, and you can see it there and and then teach your children the uh, the doubles it's a very good initiative from them now our next link tells us that parents can assess numeracy how's that well this is an article by Joyce Lynn Amy Napoli Sarah Schmidt 
and uh, David Purpura from a combination of universities in California State, Nebraska and Purdue. And it's an interesting piece of research, really useful. They've analyzed the accuracy of parents' ratings of the numeracy skills of their children and found out uh, that it's actually pretty accurate. <laughs> That's interesting. So uh, this um, has a parallel to uh, what they taught me when I was in medical school and said, well, if a mom tells you there's something wrong with a child, then don't dismiss her, but start looking. Okay. So okay. this is something we can bear in mind if we need to review also a larger group of children and cannot go person by person. The first ratings could very well be done through the parents. Uh, the research also showed that the ratings from parents on other cognitive skills like expressive vocabulary and executive function uh, were not that good to use. Okay. Nice research may come in handy, um, and um, particularly when we work with with larger groups. Okay, because because you, you could use their ratings actually as like a first cut. If you have ten thousand kids in in a, in a school, then just go off the parents' ratings and uh, and, and and you can focus on those who need it. Mm -hmm. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, that brings us to our last uh, link, and it's about spatial reasoning in early childhood. This uh, study by Kelly Rich uh, and Jonathan uh, Brandefer from Idaho uh, is focusing on spatial reasoning, and they say it's very important for children. I have uh, kind of tried to put that uh, on the forefront of the attention many, many times, and I really feel that it's uh, kind of still on the back burner uh, here. Um, and early childhood is also important to do a lot of uh, visual spatial activities. Um, the nice thing is uh, that they also give some good examples of how you can build in items about spatial reasoning uh, both at home and in the curriculum so let me uh, mention a few here uh, the curriculum should include ways to promote spatial reasoning through mathematical modeling to develop students conceptual understanding and um, comes to mind here the well-known Singapore math mo uh, bar models um, then another suggestion is mathematical tasks should include include both traditional and uh, non-traditional equations. I absolutely agree with that. The use of mathematical modeling should connect through a progression of an active models, iconic models and formal symbolic models. Well, in uh, easy language. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Do it, do it first yourself and act the question. Make a little story uh -huh. and let the child actually do it. If you say what Model five it, build plus it. three, then give a Get your Legos of out. five right. Legos and another of three okay. and put them together and see what you got. Sounds good. Iconic models is more like a picture of a or a a drawing and a and a model, and then formal and symbolic models. That is obviously the written numerals, and yes. that comes. Last. This was later. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so the iconic models or the pictorial models 
are one way to introduce spatial reasoning tasks and they can be integrated in the instructional year to help students develop flexibility with the structure of equations and that obviously uh, enhances their um, math competency. Okay. Well, actually all good advice should be doable um, and it will definitely um, enrich the curriculum. Okay, so I like that. It's, it's real tangible advice that, that schools and curriculum builders can just use and immediately implement in their own school or curriculum. Well, thank you, Dr. Schroeder, as always, for your insights. We hope to see you again next week when we'll have another batch of links. Uh, Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com, and she is on a never-ending mission to increase the number of DiscoCulia tutors in the world. And for that, she has an online course available worldwide. And you can see that course for yourself. Do it and become a DiscoCulia tutor by going to DiscoCuliaTutorTraining.org. DiscoCulia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoCuliaHead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for DiscoCulia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments, and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you, and until next week, you can count on us.